video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. Welcome to the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast, episode number 56. Just Jess and Craig again this week, as we are currently in isolation due to everyone in our family, apart from me, testing positive for COVID. Great. Thankfully, we're all fine, and in fact, only means that we have more time at home, and more time at home means what, Craig? More gaming. Woo! I'm expecting a lengthy list from you next week. For the list of games played and also lots of new content. So I hope that is a happening. It's planned. Okay. Unless I plummet. Yes, that's true. It's a bit of a slow news week as the gaming industry continues to reel from the news of Microsoft stating their intent to buy Activision Blizzard. We talk more about our thoughts on that news. Also, Netflix entering the gaming space. Great deals on EA Play on PlayStation. And we look ahead to a truly terrifying run of big game releases in this week's episode. Craig will also share what we have dubbed a shitty platinum, a game in which a platinum trophy, or in the case of Xbox 1000G, can be obtained with ease and or in a short amount of time. Spoiler alert, it's a sequel of a game involving a pig. Oh yes. (laughs) As so many video games have inspired the creation of adaptations on the big screen, we also watch and review a gaming movie each week with this week's being the latest Tomb Raider. And finally, we'll take a look at the upcoming releases in the next week and share a pick of the week. If that sounds like your thing, then do make sure you subscribe. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3pm. And to keep up with all things Pure Dead Gaming, make sure you are following us on our socials. Our website is also puredeadgaming.com. The one and only. That is my intro done. Over to you. That was lengthy. It's about the usual. Time is time is just passing by at the moment. How are you this week? Fine. I'm the I'm the healthy one in the family, the immune one. Well you know what? I'm not alright. <laughs> <laughs> I have had a harrowing week. Mm-hmm. None more so. You would think that this would be about COVID. No no. Sunday. What happened on Sunday? Sunday I decided Oh, yeah. I woke up and I thought, you know what I want to do? I want to play a little bit of Assassin's Creed Unity, a game that has been updated to 60 frames a second on the Xbox Series consoles. And that was your main motivation for wanting to play it, this upgrade? Oh, well, I like the game, but I thought if you're going to play the game, play the best version of the game. Okay, yep. So I, had, I have the digital version of the game, but... And this is partly Chris's fault, but he had said on Discord that it's only the disc version that runs at 60 frames a second, not the digital version. So, because I had the digital version installed, all ready to go, and I was like, 
bastard. I need to play the, the best version of this. There's no point in playing this digital version. So I head out into the town. And I go into CEX. They don't have it. That's the first body blow. Okay. The second body blow is... Game shut. Now, it is a Sunday, but fuck's sake, game, sort it out. You know what I mean? You should be open seven days a week. This is why you're doing shit, mm-hmm. right? Before I can even leave the town, I get a message from you alerting us that my boy has completed death's door with the umbrella, <laughs> right? With COVID. He had COVID at the time. So not, not content with just matching his dad, he intentionally, I'm guessing, gets COVID so that he can complete death's door with the umbrella and an illness so that he has forever done better than me. Mm-hmm. I'll never forgive him. Yeah, just to point out for anyone who doesn't know, he's age seven. Thanks for making that story a little better. <laughs> so then I get back and I think, no, I really do. I would, I'd really like to play Unity. I'd really like to play Unity. So I go onto the computer and turns out Oh, one of the nearby CEXs has four copies of Unity. I get back in the car and I drive the 15 miles to go and get it. Mm -hmm. I get it, I take it up to the counter and I'm met with resistance, right? The woman behind the counter, a hardened PlayStation fan, I might say, she had the sacred symbols tattooed across her knuckles. That is hardcore. Aye, I wasn't messing with her. Um, so I sat it down and she's like, all right, okay, you sure? It's not the best Assassin's Creed. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not very often a salesperson, like, almost tries to talk you out of buying something. I know. I was like, <laughs> I, I just, I was kind of gobsmacked. I was like, I've played it, I've played it before. I, I quite enjoyed it. I had to defend myself on this purchase. <laughs> So she turns to the guy next to her and she's like, ah, it wasn't great, was it? And he's like, no, 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 not too great. And I was like, I, I quite liked it. It was all right. So I'm defending my purchase. Three times before I get out the door, she explains to me about how if I come to my senses, I can take it back within 48 hours. <laughs> right? Und- okay. So undeterred, I bring the disc back. I put the disc in. It starts installing. takes about half an hour. Once it's fully installed... It won't start because it turns out it's installed the disc version over the digital version, which I'd forgot to delete. Mm-hmm. So I delete the whole thing, reinstall off the disc while having the internet disconnected because you need to make sure it doesn't update. So it's the original disc version so that it runs at 60 frames a second. Mm-hmm. That takes another half an hour. Once it's installed, for some reason on the Series X, it will not play the game because it's somehow, even though it's offline, it knows that it needs to be updated. So it won't even start. Okay. So at this point, I'm beside myself, right? This is when I per- I properly look into online and someone on Twitter alerts me that, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. Xbox added a FPS boost to the game. So any version of the game... <laughs> Runs at 60 frames a second. You don't need the disc version. It's just any version. And you already had the digital version. When I woke up on Sunday morning, I had the digital version installed, up to date, ready to go. I had, by this point, spent about three hours travelling about, buying a disc 
that, by the way, I don't need anymore, but I can't return because if I do, that woman will think she's right. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm stuck with a disc. Find out out when our days off are. (laughs) I literally, I was was sitting there after I realised and I was like, oh, that means I can take the disc back. No, I can't. I can't. She can't. I can't prove her right. And I was looking at the receipt. And I just crumpled it up and put it in the bin because I was like, I, I can't, I can't walk back into that shop and be affronted. Yeah. So yeah, but I did get to play it eventually, and it's very good. So that was, that was something at least. But perhaps not worth it. No, no, I think it was. <laughs> it's one of my favourite Assassin's Creed. I quite like it. Everyone else hates it, but I really like it. And so you had was... had set yourself uh, a deadline of the thirty. First, was it? No, last Friday. Friday night, yep, to complete Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I managed. Well yep, done. Rolled. Not platinum, com- just completed. Completed. I think I've only got about eight trophies left for the platinum. The platinum's coming, but the, the bet was just to complete the story by Friday night, and I did manage that, so mm-hmm. I was chuffed with that. It went down to the wire. There was there was some issues, but uh, but no, I managed it. I was, I was chuffed with that. I must have put about 30 hours into that that week. There was one night I was up to about 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning. I was up really late one night. Mm. Yeah, PlayStation did sort of, I don't know, I forget what it was called, but release a sort of thing where you can check your year of PlayStation Mm. and look at all your stats. And I must say there was some impressive stats being being published on the Discord of yeah. how many trophies and how many hours, etc. Valhalla was my number one. Mm. And that wasn't even including hours I'd put into it recently. That was just throughout the year. Yeah. I had and I'd played it in twenty twenty as well. So how do you check your stats for anyone who's not? If you check the PlayStation Twitter, they'll give you a link. It's something like roundup.playstation.com or something. I'm not exactly sure of the link, but the link has been you'll find it if you type in PlayStation wrap up in Google. It will take you to the link and you just need to sign in. Yeah. But also, before I had the Sunday from hell where my boy outdone me and random people in CX were mocking me, I had another incident at Greg's. Oh, yes. Do follow up. So last week you went to Greg's, did not get a spoon for the porridge. Mm-hmm. And you, were, you weren't sure what the situation was, were you? Yeah, we're still unclear on that. Okay. There seems to be different answers, so I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt on the spoon. Okay, so what happened this week? Well, I'd been in twice, so one of the times I went in and he wasn't there, and I got a porridge, but I did ask for it to be heated up this time, and so because I had it heated up, they gave me a spoon. So I wonder if he didn't get, he maybe didn't give me the spoon because I didn't get heated up. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. The salted caramel thing, I'm not letting go. Okay. Right? Absolutely no way I'm letting that go. So he, the guy doesn't know it, but he is my arch nemesis now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking this guy down. <laughs> so <laughs> this was really petty, right? I never, I almost told you about it during the week, but I didn't because it's, it's it wasn't my finest moment. But oh, what God. I did was... You won't really connect with this, but because you've usually got a bag. But usually, when I walk into somewhere like Greg's or something, I've got like in my hand, I'll have my wallet and my phone, mm-hmm. right? When I went in this particular time, I made sure I had a wallet, my phone, 
and I also had a salted caramel grenade bar. Right. And I made sure that they'll... Just to wind the guy up. <laughs> so I made, I made sure that the front of it was, like, facing the counter at all times. And I was, like, basically waving it about. Not overtly, but I made sure at all times this thing was just sitting there just to show him that there was a grenade bar there with salted caramel and it didn't have any Christmassy stuff on it. <laughs> I even sat it on the counter. And was, I, he, was he working? Was he there? Oh, he was there. He saw it. Right. I don't know if he clicked. No, probably not. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if this encounter has meant as much to him as it meant to me. <laughs> but uh, so embarrassing. But yeah, when I went up, I was hoping they would be like, oh, are you paying for that? And I'd be like, no, no, this salted caramel grenade bar, I brought it in with me. <laughs> but they were aware that they didn't sell it there. But I sat it on the counter along with my phone and my stuff while I got my, my card out and I made it I made it so obvious. I like nudged it a wee bit and stuff like that. I was waiting for him. I was hoping he would clock it and be like, I very funny. But he didn't. Either well, either didn't or he chose not to. But he didn't seem like the type of guy that would be the bigger person. So But you are. You are the bigger person. It's not over. <laughs> I can assure you it's not over. There's many other salty caramel items that I can go into that shop with. I don't I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, I'm glad I don't work in, in Greg's or indeed any customer serving establishment any longer because I remember customers from working in retail before and... Are you trying to say that I'm like that? <sighs> yeah. I'm funny with it though. I'm just trying to take the piss out of the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not throwing... I never threw the grenade bar at him. Good, good. <laughs> Yet. There's, pl- there's still time. There's still time. But yeah, that's that's pretty much been my week other than... Then we recorded this on a Tuesday. Last night I, I tested positive for COVID, so that th- threw another spanner in the works and meant that we're, we're one body short again because we have to cocoon mm. ourselves in the house. So Andy was not permitted entry. <laughs> Permitted entry, but uh, but I I don't feel great, but I don't feel I'm not head dragging along the ground yet. So yeah, I have completed not one but two games this week. Oh, well done. Yes. So the pedestrian, which I've mentioned the last couple of weeks, I completed that. If you've not played it, it's a side-scrolling two D puzzle game. Um, one thousand G. I did get the 1000G, yes, unintentionally. If I'd have known how to avoid it, I might have done that just to be annoying since I played it on your account. Um, but yeah, for the whole game, he plays like a little stick man slash lady shaped like a toilet door sign. But the end, I really enjoyed the end because you become human and then it turns into like a 3D puzzle and you have to navigate on a rooftop. So that was quite fun. And then I also played a game on the Switch called Fire Tonight. It's like a narrative puzzle game about two people trying to find their way back together in a city that's on fire. I'll be honest, I wasn't overly captivated by the story and the puzzles became quite samey. It's very short as well. Not much of a challenge, yeah. Like, I'll be honest, I was quite glad when it when it did finish, because I don't think I would have played much more of it. I don't think I would have gone back to it. Um, there were a few bits of kind of funny dialogue, and I liked the kind of isometric design. 
But that's see, I only played a little bit of it, but I liked the design. I liked how it was almost like a tabletop, and you mm. could spin it around yeah. and stuff like. I liked that idea, but yeah, the story. Yeah, and just some of the puzzles. Like I don't. I mean, obviously, with games, like a lot of the time, it isn't based on reality. But like the one of the little puzzles was like always having to find a key to open a door, and there was just keys like randomly on the street or mm. on a rooftop, and I'm like, I mean. How often do you yeah. find a key when you're just wandering about? Aye. Aye, so. I could have tried a bit harder with that. Yeah. But a little bit more creative. Yeah. So, yeah, it was okay, but um, I wouldn't overly recommend it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that's me all set now for the big Uncharted. Only a couple of days. Indeed. One day as of when this podcast releases from Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, which, as I was saying to the other day, like, I hadn't, I sort of did have this in my head, but also didn't. That's the start of a big game coming out every week for until about the middle of March. Mm-hmm. Not everyone that we're going to play, but it's pretty mad. Like I, I know February's stacked, but so is right at the end of January and the beginning of March. Yeah, and we'll be keeping tabs on all the open critic scores because we do have a fantasy critic league on the go. So. I can't, right, remember, actually. can't remember who's got Uncharted. Chris, Chris has got Uncharted, okay. he's first. He's first up. I think then I'm up second with Life is Strange and then I'm not sure, someone's got Dying Light. Yeah, we'll post a link if you want to have a look at our public leaderboard of critic games. So we've we've picked five games plus some ones we've bidded on and... Yeah, we get points based on the open critic score when the game comes out and at the end of the year there will be a winner. And prizes. Who, yeah, who shall receive a prize? What we'll do is, I mean, obviously there's no point just now since it hasn't kicked off, but as of next week, I think each week a game comes out that was in someone's list. We will sort of go through, see say what it got and we'll tally up who's in the lead, who's and maybe like, we'll maybe read out the league table do like a little small section on it um, that the listeners can obviously look at look at and follow along with us. Yeah, you can't join in the league unfortunately anymore, but we are still welcoming newbies to our Discord, so don't feel like it's too late to join because it's not cough cough Andy. Many laughs have been had already, and we quite often talk about like news and things like that. So yeah, it's been good. There's lots of gaming chat, lots of film and TV chat as well. We've got a comedy section deals. and the deals has been doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of good deals. In we there have as well. a retail insider. We do. Involved who has been very kindly sharing stock alerts. Exactly. So that's good. Yeah. That's been good. Um, uh, before we move on, I've also, after completing uh, Valhalla, like I say, I played a bit of Unity. I also played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was the, the pirate very, one. Ah, uh, the first one that came out on PlayStation Four and Xbox One. It came out the, on release day. Mm. Uh, it's still the setting's still really cool, but you forget sometimes with those old Assassin's Creed games. Just the free running in it is infuriating. Mm. Like to make those games try and be fluid, like the climbing and stuff, you would hold down R two to run which is fine, but, and you would automatically scale things, but see when you're, there's a lot of chase sequences and you can be running and all of a sudden he'll just start trying to climb up a wall and it's infuriating and it's so imprecise and I think like it's so hard after 
seeing how much they've improved that to then go back and try and like do it again. I think at the time, because you were used to it, it wasn't as bad, but going back is quite difficult. Mm. You even notice a big leap from Black Flag to Unity, which I believe was only the year after. Um, yeah, they fair churned them out back then, didn't oh, they? Oh, every year, aye. In <laughs> fact, the, the year that Unity came out, I think they released two. Okay. Uh, and also, I played a little bit of a racing game called Circuit, Bre- uh, Circuit Superstars, which is a little bit like Art of Rally, Okay. But it is fucking solid. The game's already out on PC and on Xbox. It comes out on PlayStation this week. My God, it's good, but you need to try it, Jess. This okay. thing is so difficult. Like, when I first turned on, I was like, I'll go to uh, novice difficulty, just so I can get the idea of the controls and stuff. I came ninth out of 11. Then the second race, I came eighth out of 11. It's like the, the viewpoint is a little bit kind of micro machinesy, like I say, a little bit art a rally, but it's it's really difficult. Maybe I, you've I, just not got the knack, though. I don't think so because I posted it online and all the responses again were, yeah, that game is fucking solid, mm-hmm. absolutely solid. It's good though, don't get me wrong. Like I think you'd enjoy it, but it's punishingly difficult. And I also played a little bit of the Company Man which is a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up. Mm. It's quite fun. I've made a video for it as well that will be going live on YouTube. Just a kind of first impressions, but it's out on Switch and PC, so it's well worth looking at cool. as well. Okay, let's hit up some news this week then. So last week we spoke about the big Activision Blizzard news with... Microsoft looking to purchase them, um, or sorry, confirm that they'd basically purchased them. Um, Phil Spencer took to Twitter to express his desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. As usual, the wording leaves room for interpretation, but the full tweet is as follows. Had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honour all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship. Yeah, there's loads of different ways you can take that. Like, Warzone's Call of Duty. So it could just be that Warzone, because it's an existing platform, that would stay. And the yearly Call of Duty releases wouldn't. Another thing that it could easily mean is, yeah, we are well. our desire is to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation if they'll put, and it will stay on PlayStation if, Xbox Game Pass is on PlayStation, mm. but that's up to Sony. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's loads of ways to interpret that. And Phil Spencer is very good at purposely wording stuff with about four get outs in it. Yeah. Which is smart. Like, that's what a good CEO does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, we did get quite a few questions in. Uh, yeah, for I'll this. read them out. So Flying Tackle says, does this mean Game Pass is more likely to come to PlayStation? I would say yes. But I don't know. Like I've not really heard anyone talking about this. So people will turn around and say, oh, this means Xbox Game Pass will come to PlayStation. It's not that simple. <laughs> like, so... 
yeah, there is some games on Game Pass that are on both platforms. But say the like, see the Xbox first party games like Halo, like Gears of War, Flight Simulator, stuff like that. You can't just like you couldn't just put an Xbox disc with one of those games in a PlayStation and it would work. Yeah, the architecture of the consoles is completely different. So for every single one of those games. Microsoft would have to port it to PlayStation, which takes a lot of work. So it's not like you just, oh, will they make the Xbox Game Pass app available on PlayStation? Mm. Like, they need to actually port every fucking one of the games, which is a hell of a lot of work. Unless it's all, like, the cloud-based stuff. But at that point, I don't understand why Xbox would really care because at that point, if Xbox Game Pass is an app, then it'll just be an app on your TV. So why do they care if they're on PlayStation? Yeah. Yeah. Because surely the idea of being on PlayStation is because you can then reach more people. But if your app's available on a TV, then it's available to all those people that have a PlayStation anyway. So you wouldn't need to be on PlayStation. Yes, agreed. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, I've not heard anyone really mentioning that, but it doesn't overly make sense other than Xbox being able to go, ha we've got Game Pass on a PlayStation. Which <laughs> yeah. might be enough. Yeah. Maybe it's enough. Yeah. But other than true. that, like it's either a shitload of work to port all the, the games or it's an app where you play stuff through xCloud, in which case it, it's an app. Hmm. And it could just, it would run the same way iPlayer would run on your TV. Okay, Alan said, will Call of Duty and other Activision games being on Game Pass every year now be another nail in the coffin of gaming retailers? How many people are really going to buy Call of Duty physically now? Yeah, I hadn't really thought of this. (laughs) But it is definitely another nail in the coffin. Like, Call of Duty is the biggest selling game every single year. So, I mean, we're talking about game and how shit they are for not opening a Sunday earlier. But, I mean, that'll be the disc that they sell the most of every single year. Mm. And nobody's going to buy that now. I mean, maybe if it's still available on PlayStation, if they do actually keep it on PlayStation, then yes, maybe people will. And it does sell best on PlayStation. But if they don't and it's just on Game Pass then, yeah, they will stop Call of Duty, but no one's going to buy it. Everyone's just going to play it off Game Pass. So that is a nail in the coffin. Yeah. I know, when you think about the sort of film industry and how, you know, DVDs are pretty much... Like, you know, they still produce them. They are for collectors, yeah, but with the likes of Netflix and all the other... streaming services like everything's now digital so why would you ever buy a physical copy unless you're like a fanatic about whatever franchise it is like Ah, if you're a collector fair enough like but if you're not then then yeah i mean like as we found out recently likes of tesco is getting rid of their games and entertainment section like that stuff's on deal just now and they're I think it's as of March or something like that, it's gone. Mm. They're not going to sell games anymore. Mm. I believe that Asda are planning on doing the same. Now, these are big companies that are seeing the writing on the wall and going, there's not enough There's not enough money in this, there's no point. So where does that leave the likes of game? I mean, they've, they've 
been hanging on by a ball here for a long time. But I'm not saying that Call of Duty single-handedly is going to wipe them out. But as Xbox peacocks about the police, picking up publishers left and right, every time they pick someone up, then that's sales out of game's pocket. Mm-hmm. I think even the last year they bought Bethesda. They've got like seven studios. Activision have got a whole bunch of studios. That's a whole bunch of games now that are not getting bought in store. Think of the plastic that's been saved, though. That's true. That's true. But yeah, uh, it's it's definitely an extra nail in the coffin. Lee has said, I'm absolutely baffled by the amount of people not only touting this as a great thing for gamers, but acting like Microsoft's main goal behind this is for the consumer. Are pe- people really this dumb? Sadly, quite a few people are. Yeah. I don't know if, if Lee's on Twitter or not, but yeah, I'd, I'd actually put up a kind of similar tweet to this. And there was some people completely giving out, but... I mean, I'm sorry. Like, anyone that thinks that Nintendo care about you, that Sony care about you, that Microsoft care about you, they don't. Like, this is all about market share. Eventually, it's all about profit. Like, Microsoft are not doing this for the good of the gamer. Like, why on earth would they? Like, they're doing it to try and get a foothold and they're trying to be number one, mm-hmm. and they've got so much money that they can throw as much of it as they want around to make that happen. And that's what they're doing, basically. Like, and once they get it, that's that's why that's my problem with it. That's my main issue with it. Like, I was getting some different tweets in that were saying, "Well, why should I not be happy about this? This is just more value for me for Game Pass." And I'm like, "Well." Yeah, in theory, but that's you sitting thinking that they're going to purchase Activision for $70 billion and you're still going to pay a tenner a month. That's not what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this time next year it's £20 a month. Yeah. And at £20 a month, it's still a good value, but all of a sudden you're paying double. You might not care about those Activision games. I, I don't, I play Call of Duty, the single player, for four hours a year. But other than that, I couldn't give a fuck about Call of Duty. So because Call of Duty's been bought, I'm having to pay double now. Now, there will be other games that will come out of it, but is that worth twice as much to me all of a sudden? And once Microsoft then becomes number one and Xbox Game Pass becomes the standard bearer for gaming... Think how many more microtransactions are going to start creeping into games and stuff like that. Because they'll think of other ways to make the money back. That's my problem. See, five years from now, I'll be stunned if we don't look back and go, this was an overall negative. Mm. Stunned. Yeah. And I don't know if there's going to be a question coming up about this. I haven't haven't read all the questions that are coming up, but it was another tweet I put out. Think about this. Now, if you were a game developer, right? Say you're an indie game developer. What's happened here with what Microsoft have done? We've talked about Sony's potential Xbox Game Pass equivalent. We kind of thought to ourselves that what Sony would do is they would do it a kind of half step that they wouldn't have all their they wouldn't have the new Uncharted on it day one, like because that would be madness for them. It would lose them too much money. 
Like, I, that's what I thought. I thought it'd be like, oh, games will come on the service after a year or something like that, not yeah. straight away because they would be losing too many sales. Yeah. I think it's My- like similar model to the likes of... Disney yeah. Plus, like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, like Microsoft can afford to put Halo on their day one because these, like, <laughs> at the moment, that wasn't going to sell as much as God of War is going to sell. Mm-hmm. As, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, but PlayStation can't afford to take those losses. But with what Microsoft have done now, PlayStation, I'm telling you right now, they have no option. When PlayStation announced that Spartacus thing, it's going to need to be day one now. They've been backed into a corner. And they're going to have to do it. And I don't want it. I don't want games day one on a PlayStation subscription service. I just, I don't think it's good. Mm. And what you've got as well is, so Game Pass, you get all the first party Xbox games day one. And you also get some other games day one, like Rainbow Six last week. So then you'll have PlayStation, all the games from PlayStation Studios day one, and also some other games. What is that going to do to other developers and publishers. Say you have spent the last four years working on a game and you were planning and selling it on the PlayStation Store and the Xbox Store for £30. Is, is anyone going to buy that? No. <laughs> You're literally going to be looking at it going, I'm going to have to sell my game to one of these two subscription companies yeah. or let it languish in the store. And no one's going to buy it because they'll be like, well, I've got enough. I've got this subscription service and that gives me enough, so I'm not going to bother paying £30 for that. Mm. And so at that point, PlayStation and Microsoft will be able to offer these people shit deals for their games because they'll know that without them, they're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be bringing out a game this time next year and not be in cahoots with one of those two. Because you'll just be on the store and nobody's going to buy it. Not nobody, but not enough people are going to buy your game. And then these sort of deal, these sort of games are going to fall off the face of the earth and almost everything will be subscription-based. And I don't think that's a good future. No, I don't think so either. Uh, more questions. So Ali said, why do you think there has been almost no pushback from games media about this acquisition? Everyone just seems delighted to see one of the biggest companies in the world try to gobble up the industry via brute force. I think a large part of it is because games media is not in its infancy, but like, I don't know, see a lot of the time, I'm not saying that there isn't big kids in media all over the place, because there is. (laughs) But in a lot of places, a lot of different mediums, a lot of different... If you're media for a lot of different things, you need to have credentials. See, in the gaming industry, you fucking don't. Like, some people do have, like, degrees and stuff like that. Most of them don't. Most of them are people that loved games and then started writing. And for better or worse, a lot of those folk have favourites and have agendas and Mm -hmm. have and you've also got a situation where like IGN for example is like the biggest gaming website but most people I know like would rather eat shit for their dinner than read an IGN article they'll instead they've got five or six YouTubers that they like to hear from or 
they listen to our podcast or they listen to someone else's podcast and this is just all people's opinion and people have favourites. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's all about where they're getting their information from. Like, there's not many other... I mean, I suppose you get it with films and stuff like that, but, like, a lot of the news and the media and stuff like that comes from just random people on the internet, not necessarily people that are entrenched in the industry. Mm. Plus, I think for ages, Sony have been total... Like, we've spoken about it in the podcast before, but their PR are assholes, whereas Microsoft's PR couldn't be any nicer. Like, they will bend over backwards to help people, like, to give people access. They gave us an Xbox to re- so we could review their games. We're nobodies. So think what they're doing to other people. Do you know what I mean, though? In the grand yeah. scheme of things. Yeah. Like, I have a relationship with Xbox, and they were like, we want you to review our games. Um, here, review this console, and then keep this console and use it to review our games for the coming generation. What? Like, if they did that to so many people... And whether it's intentional or not intentional, that gives you a good... That that makes you more... They've influenced you, basically. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm, my head's knackered with the COVID. <laughs> I'm trying to get the words out and I'm struggling. But yeah, that gives you a good feeling about that company. So then when they go and do something like this, you're like... Ah, but not not Microsoft. They give me an Xbox. Like mm. Microsoft are cool. No, no, the Microsoft are fine. They wouldn't do that. They're not trying to ruin the industry. <laughs> no, not Xbox. But it's not Xbox. It's Microsoft, and Microsoft are one of the most ruthless companies in the entire world. And yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Mark says, "I'm not really comfortable with this merger, but where were the tears when Sony bought Insomniac, Blueprint, etc." I think there is a little bit of fairness in that, but at the same point, Microsoft, uh, Sony picked up these companies for pennies. Yeah, not campaign. $70 billion. <laughs> yeah, and also, so he mentioned Insomniac, Bluepoint. These companies, before they were bought, were only back making stuff for PlayStation. Like, PlayStation had like basically an exclusive relationship with them where yeah. they made games for PlayStation, and then they were bought... So whether they had been bought or hadn't been, they were pretty much exclusive companies anyway. It didn't change the landscape of the business at all. Whereas what Microsoft have done with Bethesda and with Activision is come in and go, see all these games that come to everything, get to fuck. They're coming over here. (laughs) Over here, on you come. And it was actually pointed out to me as well, I can't remember who by, but it almost seems, and it's smart business again, but Microsoft have systematically went for teams that would hurt PlayStation. So PlayStation were getting quite cosy with Bethesda. They had, they struck up that deal for Deathloop, for Ghostwire Tokyo, and with both of them, they were going to be timed exclusive on PlayStation. But then Xbox have came and went, no, nah, we don't like you two are getting too close. We're going to buy your whole company. Mm. Like PlayStation and Call of Duty have had a relationship for nine years where like all Call of Duty ads, it shows you with a PlayStation content comes to like additional content comes to PlayStation first and then they've went for them. So it's not only they've bought stuff for themselves, it's also with each one of these purchases, they've taken something away. 
from PlayStation, which is good business, but at the same point, that's why people think of it differently. Yeah. But they value, Xbox value their relationship, or Phil Spencer values the, his relationship with PlayStation. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Again, it's smart business from Xbox. I'm, I, it probably sounds like I'm hating on Xbox here. Absolutely not. Mm. I spent my whole day playing my Xbox. <laughs> like, I, like, I really like Xbox. I your, just Your Xbox provided to you by Microsoft. Aye. But I just, I'm at the same point, like, I, I can see things for what they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always done that. I do it with football and stuff like that as well. Like, I was arguing with someone a week ago, like, I'm a Celtic fan. Celtic got a penalty last week. I didn't think it was a penalty and I said that mm-hmm. and like I'm not just going to say I thought it was because it was my team that got it I'm looking at a game and I'm going I'd be raging if that was given against my team like I think it's important to take a step back and try and assess stuff fairly yeah and I'll always do that yeah uh, just last little kind of bit of feedback question American Psycho says what's to stop Sony just telling Microsoft and Call of Duty to fuck off and make their own FPS COD has been on the decline and Sony are in a strong position with PS5 outselling Xbox 2 to 1 there's nothing to stop them doing it and I think they, if they've got any brains then they should be scrambling a studio to make a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. They should have done it long ago. Like yeah. they have, it's been years since they made a first-person shooter, which is ridiculous. Um, so it's a gap. it was a gap anyway. It's just one that they didn't think they had to fill because they pretty much thought a Call of Duty was theirs and now they've been promptly told that it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just as simple as that. Like, like to the if you're a hardcore gamer, then you might be like, well, I don't give a fuck about Call of Duty. If Sony were to make a first-person shooter, I'd be all about that. But you're not the person that they need to convince. The person that they need to convince is the person that buys a PlayStation to just play Call of Duty. And there's fucking millions of people that do that, that will buy a PlayStation 5 and every year they buy Call of Duty and FIFA and that's it. Mm -hmm. These are the people. Like, they're not going to care when Sony comes out with fucking whatever military shooter they make. Like, they want Call of Duty. And trying to wrestle that market share away is really really difficult it would take years of retraining people that no no now you play this sure so it's not as easy as that at all Mm. okay let's move on from the xbox news So up next, during a recent earnings call, Netflix CEO Reed Hastings discussed Netflix's gaming plans. In short, the company doesn't want to get further into gaming for the sake of it. They want to be the best. Quote, we're definitely crawl, walk, run and like, let's nail the thing and not just be in it for the sake of being in it or for a press release. But we've got to please our members by having the absolute best in the category. Netflix began to expand into gaming last year. The focus was and still is mobile, but eventually you'd expect them to jump into more traditional console and PC gaming. Yeah, it it makes sense that they would expand and they would thrive to be the best or whatever. But I don't know, like, as we've said before, regardless of what Windows Central, who are completely, air quotes, unbiased, will have you believe 
Xbox Game Pass is nowhere near profitable. And with this seventy million pound purchase, seventy billion, sorry, it's probably not going to be profitable in my lifetime. So, do Netflix really want to completely lose their arse on trying to build something that rivals that? Because if X- if Netflix do get into it, it's going to be a streaming service. Yeah. It would to me. It would make more sense for Netflix to try and get into bed with PlayStation. I would say that is their only shot at being the best in class or whatever they're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, the one thing, like, Xbox is doing all this and they're dominating or they're trying to dominate the market, but the one thing that PlayStation has is that they make better games. Like, Xbox don't have a God of War, an Uncharted, a Last of Us, a... I would even say Horizon. Some people wouldn't agree, but I would even say they don't have anything as good as Horizon. Mm. Like, Halo, Gears of War, they're all great games, but in terms of, like, a strong narrative to go along with great gameplay and the cinematic elements, like, I don't think Xbox have that level of game yet. And so PlayStation still has that because those are first party games so maybe Netflix would want to try and get in on a piece of that and also I've heard a few people sort of suggest that it's not out the complete realms of possibility that PlayStation were to sell because they realise that they cannot compete with the amount of money that Microsoft's thrown about and if that is the case then do a Netflix and Amazon, like, fucking Disney, like, do someone like that come in and go, we'll fucking compete. Don't know, maybe. Yes, I think it's very much a watch this space and kind of... The next couple of years are going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think Microsoft are done trying to buy people and I've got a feeling that Sony are going to... I think Sony will make an arse of it. I think Sony are going to buy, are going to try and go for a big purchase and I don't think it's going to be a good thing. Mm. Next up, so last Thursday, the Hitman trilogy launched on Xbox Game Pass and along with it came the VR mode for PC. Unfortunately, Hitman's PC VR support is looking pretty janky right now with fans disappointed to say the least. A collection of bloopers can be found online showing enemies acting like inflatable tube men as soon as they are touched. Yeah, it's it's worth a Google. It's worth <laughs> a Google. You've got guys so they're going up behind and they've got their hands out ready to like throttle them from behind and as soon as you touch them it's just fucking arms and legs going everywhere and then they just like fire about 20 foot in the air. Oh wow. It's uh, It's been a rough launch, to say the least. And have they come out and sort of... I've not heard anything yet. I mean, they are going to be working on it. There will be patches and stuff, I'm mm. sure. In a wee while, it'll be, it'll be good. Because it was good on PlayStation. It just, the controls just weren't tight enough. So I don't know what's happened. Uh, maybe just wasn't ready. But um, I had planned to check it out, but I think, I think now I'll maybe wait until I hear better reports because it's actually quite good. I was thinking they would maybe have to buy it again for PC for to use the VR mode, but with Game Pass, you get PC Game Pass, mm-hmm. and it's on that, so you can get the, you can play the VR version through that. Mm-hmm. 
So I'll definitely check it out, but I'm going to wait until it's a wee bit better. Um, my head's sort yeah, of... Yeah, I don't think putting a headset on would be wise no, choice. No, My symptoms haven't been too bad yet, but when I shut my eyes, it feels like my whole head's spinning. So mm. I think if I put a VR headset on, I'd probably just thump off the ground. So we'll, we'll skip that just now. Yeah. Next up, the temperature is so hot among Battlefield fans right now that admins on the game's subreddit recently threatened to close the page until its community cools down. The negative word of mouth has hurt sales numbers too, and according to series know-all Tom Henderson, publisher... EA is looking at all options in regards to moving forward with the title. That includes allegedly a free-to-play release. Currently, the first-person shooter is a full-price product, so this would be quite the change of direction for the series. Yeah, I never played this year's Battlefield, but I've heard not great things. We do have a review on the website, Kay Pedersen reviewed it and so he had it at launch but he ended up reviewing it about a month and a half later so after a lot of the fixes had came and mm. I think he still gave it a 6.5 so it's still got significant issues but I worry about them doing like going with a free to play model like this has happened a few times before and I don't think it's fair on consumers. Like, someone paid £70 for that in, what, the beginning of November? And then three months later, they're like, ah, fuck it, doesn't matter. Free for everybody. That's shit. Yeah, that is shit. And it's your hardest of hardcore fans that have paid full price for it. And then because it's not going as well as you wanted it to, you just give it to everybody else for free. Not not particularly good. I think a decent sort of middle step to that would be EA have that EA Play service that is part of Game Pass or it's on PlayStation for three ninety nine a month. Usually Xbox games, sorry, usually EA games go onto that service after about six or eight months. So why not move it onto that a bit early? And then you're not technically giving it away for free and you can maybe up your subs on that subscription service as well. I think that would maybe be a halfway house. You should maybe maybe get involved somehow, Craig. Pitch that idea. I could... I could... I, could, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say something there, but I'm, I'm deteriorating by the minute here. Yeah, I'd, so I'd done really well as well because I'd made one news item segue into another news item. Yeah, speaking really of, well, of but EA my head's play. my head's yeah. too destroyed to even make the connection. Yeah, so EA Play is currently offering three months for the price of one. The offer is valid on PlayStation, not Xbox, and is available until February eighth. EA Play offers a huge library of EA titles, including the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which was added recently as well. So there you go. You could get three months of Battlefield if they add it for three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. That's something I should have said a minute ago, but I couldn't think of it. <laughs> good deal. That is a good deal. That EA Play is an exceptionally good price anyway. Three ninety nine. All the all the EA games. I mean, don't get me wrong. With the annualized sports games, you tend to 
you tend to find so they'll all have come out like Madden came out in August last year and it won't join until maybe February or March FIFA usually gets added in April so if you were to get it just now you'd be playing last year's sports games Mm. but let's be honest they don't change particularly much and you're still getting every one of EA's other games so it's it's a service I would definitely recommend okay the first trailer for upcoming Netflix cartoon Cuphead has been shown off. First announced back in 2019, the show will star Cuphead and his brother Mugman as they embark on their madcap adventures. Joining the troublesome twosome are a host of characters, many based on the game's inf- infamous bosses. Voices of Cuphead and Mugman themselves are provided by True Valentino and Frank Todaro. Wayne Brady appears as King Dice as well. The show will also include the debut of Mrs. or Miss Chalice. Is that what we're calling her? Chalice, maybe. Chalice. Miss Chal Miss Chalice, who will feature in the game's upcoming Delicious Last Course DLC. I feel like this is gonna be watched quite substantially in our house. I hear the boy was quite excited about it. Yes, he was. It's also in my calendar, February 18th, marked. February 18th? That's a bit of a day, isn't it? That's when uh, Horizon comes out and the Uncharted film. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is, aye? That is some fucking day for gaming, that. It's a Friday, yeah. I, I watched... We've spoken about this before. I think I got to the second level in Cuphead. The game's too fucking hard for me. But I've watched Nathan nearly complete it. Again, the seven-year-old child that we have. Uh, He's particularly good at it. And it's a really cool game. I love the art style. It's funny. And it's... I watched the trailer for the cartoon and it looks really good. It looks like, similar to what we were talking about last week with Angry Birds, where he'll get something different out of it than we'll get. Yeah. Like, it looks really cleverly done. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping it does well when we get more of them. Do we know how many episodes it's likely to be? I think be? it's ten, okay. I heard. Could be wrong on that, but I think it's ten. Mm-hmm. But that'll obviously be to test the waters, and if it does well, we'll get more. Yeah. There's also, I didn't bother to put this as a news item, because it's it's got a, certainly a cult following, but it's less popular. But there's a Shenmue anime that's also coming to Netflix, and I think it might be the 8th of February. Or the 10th. But it's coming soon as well. So if you're a fan of Shenmue, you can check out that anime. Mm-hmm. Next up, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is widely considered one of the best PSVR games due to its smart combination of virtual reality immersion and survival gameplay systems. Now it's getting a sequel as confirmed by Skydance Interactive on the title's official Twitter account. Quote, hold on to your heads, tourists, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Chapter 2, Retribution is coming. At first, many assumed this would be an expansion pack for the original, but the developer has since clarified, quote, Chapter 2 is an entirely new game. There are no platforms announced just yet, but we would think like to think that this will surface on the upcoming PSVR 2, as well as Oculus Quest headsets. I made a typo there. It's actually the Meta Quest Two now. I have I've been making that mistake quite often. Have they changed that? Ah, it's when people put out press releases now. It's Meta Quest Two, which just doesn't sound right. No, no, it doesn't mm. sound right at all. I much prefer the name Oculus Quest, but my apartment is the Meta Quest. 
Okay. Um, I'm excited for this. This could be cool. The, I, if you go to our YouTube channel, there is a Let's Play video of me playing Saints and Sinners. And it was a first impression. So it was the first time I'd ever played it. It was on PSVR. And I, record, I just wanted to record it for my first impressions. And there's certain points where I just start laughing. Like, I can't believe how good this is. It's excellent. The whole, the basis of it is you just, you go out each day and you scavenge for items. You've got to sneak about. Um, you've got to be like, you've got to be really tactical. And even the the combat is just, it's really good. It was way better than almost anything in VR I'd played before. Like it can be a little, it's not, I was going to say gory, but it's cartoony style graphics. But you could do things like, when a zombie would come up to you because they would move quite slow, you could grab them by the head with like your left hand and with a screwdriver, stab the screwdriver into their head and then just drop them to the ground. Sounds lovely. <laughs> it was so cool though. Like the way it's done. I've For ages I've meant to pick it up on the Quest because it was so good on the PlayStation VR that I'm like, I can't even imagine how good it must be on that. But the fact that they're making a sequel, like I'm, I'm all over. This is day one, absolute day one for me. Brilliant game. Okay, and last kind of big bit of news: EA may have lost exclusive dibs on the Star Wars license, but it's not backing away from the Juggernaut film franchise at all. As part of a press release today, it's confirmed that Respawn Entertainment is working on three different license titles inspired by the Lucasfilm franchise. This will include a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is already in production alongside two other titles. These include a first-person shooter fronted by Peter Hirschman. 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 And a strategy game made in collaboration with new team Bit Reactor. In the case of the latter title, Respawn Entertainment will produce it, while the development heavy lifting will be handled by Bit Reactor themselves. Yeah, this so we're recording a Tuesday, and this news just came out about an hour before we started recording. Interesting because they obviously for years they had EA had exclusive rights to make Star Wars games, and that period is now up so that's why you're getting i think ubisoft are making one and you've got um quantic dream making one as well but yeah obviously ea are still very much staying in the star wars game like i really enjoyed jedi fallen order what i played of it i'm really looking forward to them making a sequel because i imagine it'll be more of the same but better um, this will obviously be big news for a lot of Star Wars fans. Uh, Star Wars FPS doesn't really interest me and neither does the tactical one either. So it's not really that big news for me. The one that I'm excited for, I knew was coming anyway, but still cool. I mean, there's, it does mean there's a lot of Star Wars games coming though. That's five that we know of. And I think a lot of this is the Disney effect. <laughs> like, they are now in full swing. And they, Disney, want a Star Wars, like, TV show, a film, a game, at least every year, I think. And, and it, but are we getting a Baby Yoda game? Because that is, that is what we need in our lives, I feel. 
Well, one of my predictions was that there'd be a Star Wars game announced that had that was to do with the Mandalorian. It now seems like that's not going to happen because surely they can't announce a sixth Star Wars <laughs> game. But maybe they could. Maybe we'll get uh, some DLC. Maybe. Or maybe... I mean, it could always be in the Fallen Order sequel. But I feel like they would have come out and said that. But it just, to me, it's a no-brainer to make a Mandalorian game. Yeah. An absolute no-brainer. But the wait continues. The wait does continue. To wrap up the rest of the news this week, so we have Outright Games has released free next-gen patches for Peppa Pig and PG Masks Heroes of the Night. I know everybody will be jumping right on that. Uh-huh. And it's got a uh, PS5 trophy list. Kitching. That doesn't auto-pop. <laughs> Elden Ring has gone gold, all but confirming we won't see any further delays, so that's good news. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker... Saga has been confirmed for April 5th. The game will be available on PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One and Xbox Series X slash X. I take it back. Yes. That's another Star Wars game. Yeah. So that's what, seven? (laughs) Fucking hell. And lastly, WWE 2K22 is confirmed for March 11th or you can get it on the 8th if you pay an extra £30. Yeah. That is a fucking rip-off and a half. It's actually an extra £35. Which is madness. £105 for 3D early access and a couple of extra characters. Um, we spoke about that before. Hopefully it's good. They need it to be good. If it's not good, they are humped because they went away and went back to the drawing board with us and it's been much delayed. So that needs to be good. The Lego Star Wars game does look pretty good. Quite interested in that. Maybe one I'd like to play through with Nathan if he was up for it. And one thing about Elden Ring, good that it's gone gold, that means there should almost certainly be no delay. But Elden Ring is out on the 25th and it's gone gold. Horizon still hasn't gone gold. Now, I expect it to go gold at any time, but and probably by the time this podcast comes out. But just, I don't know, there's pro- it's probably nothing to it. Like, games go gold at different times. Dying Light went gold in fucking November or something, and it's still not out for another week and a half. But I don't know. There was just something that made me a little bit uneasy when I was like, oh, that game comes out after Horizon and it's went gold, and this game in Horizon still hasn't. And I don't know. I don't expect it to get delayed. I think we'd have heard by now if it was going to, mm. but it does seem to be getting quite tight for cutting a... Cutting it fine a little cutting bit. Cutting it a little bit fine. Yeah. Okay, that wraps up our news for this week. Time for Shitty Platinum. Shitty, shitty, shitty Platinum. Shitty Platinum. So, as usual, we share, I say we, Craig, shares what we have dubbed a Shitty Platinum. So this is a game where you can get a Platinum trophy or in the case of Xbox 1000G, with literally no effort whatsoever, or it's, you know, a really short situation. And never has that been more true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than about three months ago and then today, because we have a sequel. A sequel indeed. To Piggy D. <laughs> Honest to God, when I saw this pop up on PSN profiles, I knew straight away 
like just by the name, I knew that it was another one by the same. It's uh, Webnetics that make it. My God. So for anyone that didn't listen to the Pig D shitty platinum episode, what this is is a game where right take that word out of it. It's not that. It's not a game. That's true. It's it's not a game. I don't know what you'd call it, but it's not a game. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I'm just thinking, right? It's so little of a game, right? So in the Pig D. You had basically a picture of a piggy bank, and you would ho- you could press X to drop money in the piggy bank, and all you had to do was get to nine thousand five hundred coins in the piggy bank, and you would get the platinum. So you could just keep pressing X for probably about half an hour, or you could hold R one, at which point money just rained from the ceiling. <laughs> Into the piggy bank, <laughs> and you could get the platinum in about three minutes, mm-hmm. right? What they have done here is they have taken the pig D. Now there was no animation in this game, by the way. I should say, apart from a co- static coins dropping from the ceiling, like the pig didn't move, didn't do fuck all. There was some sound. There's a wee tune. Uh, there was a wee tune. I'm sure. Give them a wee bit more credit. I'm sure Come it was on. a royalty free tune that a they took tune. from somewhere, but. What they've done here is they've basically just changed the JPEG image yes. of the pig and put a sheep mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And it's only just dawned on me that I don't even know what's fallen from the sky this time. Into the pig. But they've changed the JPEG, so instead of a sheep, it's a pig. Sorry, instead of a pig, it's a sheep. <laughs> Come confusing, on, get your, get your farm animals right here, Craig. Come confu- on. Confusing myself here. <laughs> and again, you just hold down R1. They've not even changed anything mechanically because, again, it's 9,500 points <laughs> for the platinum. All the trophies are the same. They've not even like looked at the list. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure the trophy names are even the same because it just says such and such points. So they've literally changed the JPEG to a sheep. And something different that I don't even know falls from the sky. I think you're collecting wool or something, were you not? Possibly. Maybe the wool's gone up instead of money coming down. It probably has something to do with wool. But the sheep doesn't change. There's no animation in the sheep. Yeah. It's atrocious. Well, they certainly pulled the wool over your eye. Oh, they you, did, didn't they? You spent, what, one ninety nine on this nonsense? It's £1.19, but I have so far bought it twice. Oh, my God. There's still two American stacks to get, though. Uh, this is a four platinum. It's a a four platinum situation. You've paid over two pound for someone to change a a JPEG image, so you can have a platinum trophy. However, it's not even a game. It's not even (sighs) that platinum knocked your Wi-Fi out. That's the power of a platinum. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You're looking at a guy over here that's at 330 platinums, right? I'm sat working upstairs, right? My internet drops out. So I text Craig, who's downstairs, and said, what's happened to the internet? What have you done? And he says, I've not touched anything. I just got a platinum. Maybe the power 
knocked it off. It was a valid question. <laughs> Did you have any better explanation? No, no, you didn't. Look, I'm an amazing. The, the explanation was that you're at home and Nathan's at home because you've got COVID. And normally, when nobody else is in the house, I have all the internet to myself. Well, stop hogging the internet then. Right. Whereas when you're at home, you're, it's having to be split across the household. That's my problem. I've got a problem. <laughs> I'm 20 plat- 19 platinum short because what I've decided is the Horizon Forbidden West is going to be platinum 350. That's what I've decided. Okay. So I'm at 330 after the Sheep P today. So obviously the two other stacks of the Sheep P will get me up to 332, but then I'm still going to need another 17 before the 18th. Well, not necessarily before the 18th. It's not like I'm going to platinum Horizon in one day. But yeah, Horizon's going to be platinum 350. So I need to... I'm going to have to up my shitty platinum game. Well, let's... Here's hope that the the cow dung comes out soon then. It probably will be a cow next, won't it? Yeah, milking it. Aye, they'll milk the cow next. Cause and that, if that's not their plan, then we should definitely get in touch and make that happen. We should beat them to it. They'd be fucking raging <laughs> that they lost the opportunity for that one. Get sued for copyright if we did that, though, wouldn't we? That would be the worst court case <laughs> in the history of time. Imagine the judges just like, fuck off. I'm an achievement guy. Get to fuck. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, so tune back in next week for another dose of shitty platinum. And I will update you on how close I am to 350. Yes, we'll, we'll wait for that. It's a real nail biter. Yep. <laughs> Let's turn our heads to gaming movie night. So as you may well know, each week we like to pick a gaming-inspired movie that has made it to the big screen, or in some cases straight to DVD because it's so shit. This one, however, was a big screen box office hit. It was. Tomb Raider, the 2018 release. And yeah, let's review it and share what we thought. My first note is, here we go, Tomb Raider 3. Oh wait, Tomb Raider 1 again. Because they just basically rebooted it. Yeah. With, it's funny, like... So, back in the 90s, Lara Croft was very sexualized, very, I don't know, she had those big kind of cone boobs in the games and stuff yes. like that, do you know what I mean? They, they made a... they Hot made a, pants, crop top, boobs uh, out. They, yeah. made, they made a proper display of her cone boobs. And so, at that point, Angelina Jolie made perfect sense because she was quite curvy. She was, she was the Lara Croft mould. Yes. And so, as time went on, they sort of reduced her assets. They made her more of a normal-looking human. And so, I feel they did a good job of representing that in the film. Like, I don't know if I've seen that Alicia Vikander in anything else, but I thought she was a good fit for Lara Croft. Yeah. Um... I've said this many times before, but like if you look back at, in fact, I'm going to post it on Twitter. But if you look back at the 2013 Tomb Raider game, that character model is the absolute double of Jessica Biel. Like 
it's almost as if they have tried to computerise Jessica Biel. It's the double of her. And so I always thought she should have played Lara Croft and I think she had done a good job. Mm-hmm. But by 2018, the time 2018 came around, she's not really in that much stuff anymore. Yeah, and also I would say, like, I feel like she's a, a young Lara Croft, not that Jessica yeah. is old. No, but, like, but she is in her mid-30s, she is I older think. Now, yeah. I, so... I, I, yeah, I thought the time had sort of passed for her to do it, but I thought that uh, Alicia Vikander was really good. Like, I, I thought she did a good job in it. Yeah, definitely. Um, watched some sort of behind-the-scenes stuff, and she seemed like she fair put an effort into getting in shape and oh, definitely. build. I mean, don't be wrong, she had a lot of scenes that actually I think were very physical, and it seems like she did quite a lot of it herself, so... Um, it definitely. I mean, we like you say the bits that we saw, like she was hooked up to strings and stuff like that. But she was flinging herself off stuff. Yeah, and it wasn't like a stunt double. It was yeah. her. Um, so yeah, hats off to her for that. Um, yeah, I kind of made some of my notes. I said like I remember from watching it the first time, thinking that the boat scene near the beginning, when they were obviously travelling to the island to look for the tomb like I remember thinking that was a bit far-fetched but then watching it again I was like no that it's probably uh, a bit more realistic than I was exactly the same because you mentioned that you're like oh it's come up to that boat scene I remember it being ridiculous and I remember the exact same thing yeah but then when we watched it it was almost like was there a scene to cut out here yeah um but she like I don't know I just I think they did it so well in that like some of the movements and climbing motion that you would see in the game was quite well adapted in the film. So, you know, she has to, like, monkey bar across a bit and it was very much how you would play the game. Yeah, they added a lot of that stuff in, which was quite cool. And then, again, it was kind of like... So I'm trying to... Tell me... You'll be able to tell me better what game it was where she... Like it was kind of younger Lara and she had her first kill and stuff like that. It was the 2013 sort of reboot that was just called Tomb Raider. Yeah, so... Uh, the, the film's loosely based on that game. Yeah, because she had a, an experience of, you know, the first time she killed somebody yeah. in, in the film and, like, use of the bow and arrow and the... Pickaxe. Pick like, the climbing axe thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, all that come into play yeah like not for the first I'm trying to think it might even have been the first time it was in the game might have made an appearance in like anniversary or something like that but but yeah it was a big staple certainly of that mm-hmm. 2013 game and there was definitely you could tell that it's not like it was plot for plot but it was close it was mm-hmm. close enough and mm-hmm. like uh, there was stuff that I read that said that they looked at the 2013 game and they'd like adapted that for film. Yeah. So it definitely was based on it. One thing that did annoy me is the dad's alive. He's never been alive. Ah, it's, it's a bit stupid. And then... He's and he's just been living in a cave for eight years or whatever. Yeah, I didn't buy that. So I was nah. kind of glad that he died. Spoiler. Right. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. A bit harsh. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a weird, it was a weird inclusion. I think they wanted that heartfelt moment, mm-hmm. and that sort of like made Lara more human. But I don't know that it properly landed. Like, no, didn't buy it. Yeah, no, I could, I could have done with that, but I think, 
but I, I did think it was a good film. Like we again, so in the behind the scenes things, we saw like part of it was uh, Alicia Vikander working out, and she was doing like a lot of work and like clearly going at it pretty fucking hard. And like we did say, like she was in some shape. Like at the beginning of the film, when you see her and she's in like the boxing ring and stuff like that, I mean she's got proper abs. Mm. Like fair play, that must have taken a lot. Uh, I read one of the things I read was that she worked out for months beforehand because she was adamant that she had to look the part for Lara Croft. But she did say that even without like pigging out or anything like that, like within three three weeks after filming, all gone. Because she wasn't training like a maniac. Yeah. Like three, literally three weeks after training and the muscle was all gone. That's what happens, though, isn't it? It certainly is. It certainly is. Um, what did you think of the male role? I can't even remember the guy's name, but so the guy that has the boat that takes her over. I felt like once they got onto the island, he very much disappeared into the background which I mean the story's about Lara Croft so maybe that's fair enough but I don't know I feel like they set him up to be quite a key character but then once they arrived on the island it was like right off you go mate (laughs) yeah there's also the scene where she comes and sort of tries to get all the people that are captured and working under the trinity like out and I'm thinking was that the best timing for that like it did seem strange to put yourself at risk and sneak back right in, in the middle of when they're you know and she was doing a shit job at being stealthy and hiding as yeah. well that was a bit weird and like I was also thinking right you've got them out of that camp but you're on a fucking island so where are they going exactly they're gonna find you at some point and like at one point so that guy leads them out and then at one point it comes back to them and they stop and he's like I need to go back. And they're like, all the other people are like, we'll come with you. And it's like, well, you've got fuck all else to do, really, mm. don't you? Apart from wait at the other side of the island for these people to come with the guns and kill you. So you may as well go back. Yeah, strength in numbers. Yeah. Do you have any stats? Well, before the stats, the bad guy, Matthias, mm-hmm. bit of a creepy fucker. Yeah. Like, he plays his role well, because that's clearly what he's supposed to be. But at one point, he says that he has two pretty young daughters, like Lara, as he's, like, stroking her hair. And I'm like, what's going on here? That's not what you would say when you're stroking someone's hair. That was was quite weird. But I thought he was a good villain. Um... Aye, I thought I thought I thought he was a good villain, but yeah, it's definitely like when he gets his comeuppance, you're like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah, which is what you want mm-hmm. with with a villain. But like there was that bit at the end with her, with Lada, where you see the bit with the ladder when the oh, ladders she's across so those. So stupid. Yeah, so she just kicks the ladder away and is like, huh? Well, now you can't get across. And I'm like, well, neither can fucking you. And you why know your dad's got explosives about to fucking blow up the joint. Yeah. So... Why don't you run across the ladder? Then kick the ladder away, mm-hmm. considering the guy's on the deck. Mm-hmm. That bit always annoyed me. <laughs> always annoyed me. But uh, aye, other than that, good. Uh, one last thing I would say is, and I suppose this happens with a lot of 
these type of films, but when we saw that behind the scenes thing, there was a lot of let's see that the 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 boat chase scene. So see when Lara gets her bag stolen mm-hmm. by the three sort of teenage boys and they try to run off and she's chasing them and then they pull out a knife and they chase her. Mm-hmm. They do a good job. So when you watch that on the screen, it looks like quite a frantic like sprint and quite a quite a intense Chasing chase. Scene, yeah. But when you see that in the behind the scenes, they're all actually running pretty slowly. <laughs> like it's so much it's quite funny actually because they're all running at like half speed and quite comically slow obviously so they don't injure themselves mm. and they've obviously just sped it up but it was quite interesting to see and I'm sure they do that a lot of the time but yeah. but it was quite cool um, okay so let's take a look at the box office you'll you'll be playing solo since I have to to read out the the stats it uh, the budget for the film was an estimated ninety-four million, so quite high. Yeah. How much do you think it made worldwide? About double. One eighty. Two hundred and seventy-four. I point, meant to say triple. Sorry. Right, point yeah. six five million. Pretty good. Mm. It says here that in the opening weekend it made twenty three point six, and interestingly, it only made fifty eight point two in America and Canada, which is the market that these films are usually seen as either successes or failures. It obviously did very very well abroad. Um. Because I was just looking at it, I was thinking that two hundred and seventy-four million, we should have had a sequel by now. And so yeah, I looked this up. The it's it is happening, but it's oh, not it? it's not being green greenlit yet. But I think the how can it be happening, but it's not been greenlit? I don't know. It's got a working title: Tomb Raider Obsidian. Oh right. Yeah. So I think they're kind of at the kind of script writing stages still. To be honest. Interesting. I would definitely like to see a sequel like, mm. with her again, yeah. I think so, yeah. It was her that said that it's happening, but it hasn't been greenlit, so... That's good that it means she's on board as well, then. Mm. I I liked it. I would definitely... I'd be interested in seeing a sequel. I was going to say, like, at $274 million, you would expect yeah, a sequel. Yeah, definitely. But I just wonder if they'd maybe looked at it as... Well, it only made 50, 58, like, domestically, mm. so... They were a bit concerned from that aspect, but no, that's good. Yes. Yeah, hopefully we get it. A few years out, obviously, but... Shall we pie? We shall. Before we do, uh, we got a message from Squinny. He said he gave it three pies. He said he enjoyed it, but it felt long. It was like 118 minutes or something. I don't it's think it just was... under two hours, yeah. which... It's in that weird space where... By today's standards, it's not long at all. But by 10 years ago standards, it is long. Yeah. I think you're right, though. There could have been a few scenes that could have been trimmed that maybe weren't... I think so, yeah. I mean... Progressive enough of the story and stuff. This kind of shit's just getting worse and worse. Like, Castles text me the other day. That, see that Robert Pattinson Batman film mm-hmm. that's coming out later this year? It's three hours. Oh, man. Three fucking hours. It honestly, like... The, I've seen, I think, two trailers for that now. I love Batman. And I was ge- genuinely excited to see it. 
and hearing that it's three hours has almost killed every bit of excitement that I had for the film. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of all these films having to be three hours. It's not needed. Like, I visibly get excited now when I turn on a film and I see that it's like an hour and 36 minutes. It's perfect. Um, and we also got some feedback from William Hutchins who said, it was so good, I forgot they made it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So would you like to pie first? I'm going to go four pies because I, I feel like, it, it. you know, in the grand scheme of all the things that we've watched, it, it was a good film. I've always liked Tomb Raider as a franchise and I think they they did it well. I would agree. I really liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was... I just thought it was a good action film. Like, And I think... I think it was a better action film for being... For me being a fan of Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like, I think... See, if you were not a gaming fan and you watched it just because you wanted an action film to watch, I think you would have a lower opinion of it. Because I think there was enough sort of inside references and different stuff like that that just made it better for a gamer, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, so next week's film. I did look up Blood Rain because I wondered if there was a sequel of that Um it was obviously the passing of Meatloaf in the past week inspired me to have a look. There is a two and three, but they are both particularly shit and I don't think really follow the game. So no, I don't think they do. They just sort of sp- spun off themselves. Yeah, don't plus they? they don't have Meatloaf. So what I'm going to do instead is watch Spice Girls the movie because that does also start Meatloaf and I know that that's good and it's been a long time. It's not good and I will not be in the house when that's on. Why not? I don't want to watch Spice Girls, the movie. Okay. You're lost. <laughs> so instead, we have Struck Blood Rain, and we're going to go with Doom, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And if you see my notes, I've put We Love Heart next to his name. Oh, because for fuck's sake. You know how much I love him. You do. You do. Quite enjoy him. So, so Doom, we'll be watching that. We will. Do you care to comment on... The Rock's... Was it a tweet he put out? Yeah, so... Dwayne The Rock Johnson loves a gaming movie as much as you bowl, it would seem. Mm. He's done Doom, he's done... What else is he Rampage. Done? Rampage. Jumanji was like sort of a gaming yeah. thing, you know, the second one. Um, so yeah, he has said, I can't tell you which game in particular we're doing, but there will be an announcement this year. We are going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen. One that I've played for years. So I've been racking my brain trying to work out what it is. And I'm not sure. (laughs) I've not been with The Rock while he's been gaming. Right. So (laughs) it's hard to know what he plays. Mm. Mm -hmm. Could it be Doom (laughs) 2? God. Um, I don't think Doom rated particularly well. Not amazingly well. Not amazingly well. Any suggestions on what you think it might be? Well, first I thought, like, I would love to see a GTA film. And it's, you know, good action. They can do whatever they want with it. uh Uh, It could be anything, as long as they call it Liberty City. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> pretty much set. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So Would it not be maybe too much like the Fast and Furious films, though? I mean, yeah, but he loves them too. So. He do- well, he did, but he said he wouldn't do another one, I think. Right, well, this is a Maybe that's because he's doing yeah. GTA, the film. <laughs> exactly. Um, other kind of speculations, I think, would be something like Madden. Um, mm. Obviously, he does have roots in American football and... He does that American football, or I don't know if it's still going, but he had an American football show as well. Mm. Oh, remember. like Young? Is it the no, Young that, Rock? No. no still to watch that. Yeah, no, I can't remember what it's called. It's a show where he's a retired American football player, and he's, I think he's an agent or something like that. It's mm. quite good. It's actually quite good. Ballers, it's called. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it was all right. I think it still might be going, I don't know. If it is, it's in about the fifth season, but it was quite good. But with John Madden dying recently, then I wouldn't be surprised if they have sort of rushed to nail someone down to do a film. Mm. Not saying he's going to play John Madden, I mean, maybe he will, I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me, actually, a Madden film. It wouldn't surprise me. But it could be anything. I, I mean, do you know what I mean? At this point. The Rock's so versatile. Is the, the thing he, he, he is, could, I, he could do anything? He could, he could. That's true. Before we move on, you were a little bit rude and did not include the page from the audience. Oh, sorry. So before we do that, I was just looking back because obviously this is now the third Tomb Raider game mm-hmm. uh, film that we have covered. Mm-hmm. So I was just looking back. Uh, the first Tomb Raider film, so that was Lara Croft Tomb Raider 2001. You also gave four pies to, and they gave four pies to, and I gave three. Mm. Then when we covered the second Tomb Raider game, he stalls while he finds it. Lara Croft, the Cradle of Life, we all gave three pies to. So, Tomb Raider film is quite consistent. Not bad, not bad. (laughs) For both giving it four. (laughs) And let's see what the audience said. Results. Oh, it's making his way. Okay, with 6% of the votes was five pies, with 10% of the votes was one pie, with 16% of the votes, two pies, 24% for four pies, and 44% gave it three. So, again, between three and four. We've been in quite a decent run of three or four pies, sort of with the audience and ourselves. We've been watching... We've had about three or four weeks now where we've actually watched some of the more half-decent ones. I think Doom might Doom that. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> the, the problem with Doom... Like, it's got a 5.2 in IMDb. It's not the worst film, but I think... I've only ever seen it once, that... Up until now, that was enough. But so I don't quite remember. But I think it's boring. No, even with the rock in it. Aye. And sometimes that can be worse than it being bad. Mm. Like if a film's bad and you can just laugh at it, then you it's can enjoyably entertaining. Oh, there's like, I mean, the fact that we've got this far with this section of the podcast is because. There's something, some sort of perverse enjoyment out of a shit film. Yes. Like, it's funny to laugh at shit films. Yes. But, yeah, when they're boring, that's when you're in trouble. 
like I've got a feeling this could be a Warcraft situation when it's not shit. I quite enjoyed just, that one though, did that? You might have. <laughs> it's not shit, it's just boring. Mm. But we'll see. Hopefully it's under two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Finally, for the podcast this week, we will be picking a pick of the week. 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 I didn't even go into a full solo there because I don't think my voice could take it. No, perhaps not. Struggling quite a bit here. Hit me with the picks of this week please well there's actually a few good games coming out this week so I decided that it was time to bring back the poll okay and let the audience decide that will probably be something that continues on now into I mean god knows when because we've got big games coming out every week uh, unless it is a week where it is like one big game coming out and then fuck all else mm-hmm. then we'll maybe just choose that but this week we had a few options we had the Artful Escape which is already out on Xbox but comes to PlayStation. We have Pokemon Legends Arceus, which comes to Switch. We have Circuit Superstars, which is also out on PC and Xbox but comes to PlayStation. We have The Wanderer, or just Wanderer, which is a PSVR game. I think it's time travel. Looks quite cool sort of first person walking about situation and we also have Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection which comes to PlayStation that would be my pick and that's a collection of Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy it is coming to PC but at a later date who drink one well as I said my pick would be Uncharted that's the obvious choice for me well that was in fact the choice yes the Wanderer only got 3%. Circuit Superstars, also 3%. The Artful Escape got 16%. Pokemon Legends Arceus got 32%. And then Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection got 45%. And is, in fact, the pick of the week. We're looking forward to that, I think. You're going to play through Lost Legacy and I'm going to play through Uncharted 4. Yes. That should be good. Birthday weekend treat. Well, not just birthday weekend, but the day this podcast launches is in fact your birthday. It is, yeah. It is. So if you listen to this on launch day and would like to send presents <laughs> and or birthday wishes to our very own Jessica, you can. I will be lying in a pit of COVID, unable to fulfil my manly duties. Have you got me a cake? not yet I'm not going to lie right I had a few plans and they have been scuppered by the fact that I'm not allowed to breathe fresh air mm, yeah it's it's caused a bit of an issue I'll let you off if it has to be a belated birthday birthday situation that can that's fine I've, I've got some, I've got something for you okay I've got something for you but yeah it's it's going to be a little bit limited because I can't leave the house but yes you can all wish Jessica a happy birthday. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, and yeah, that's us for this week. We shall chat to you again next week. Do make sure you check out the website for next week's pre-show poll. As Craig mentioned, you can pick what you think the pick of the week should be and as well as voting on various other things. Join our Discord if you have not already joined. It is not too late. And yeah, that's us. Bye-bye. Bye.
edited and produced by Pure Day Gaming. Intro music by David Paisley.